Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan. Hello here and welcome again to another edition of the Husker Online Show. It's great to be back with my family here. Your fam. Yeah, sitting here with two well-tanned gentlemen. Here. I don't know. I, I think I'm a little more tanned. <laughs> well, I, I put some. I was so we just we got back from Honolulu on Saturday night or Saturday afternoon, and just in time to listen to Kent Pavelka call the victorious Nebraska win over Northwestern. So Sipple and I drove up and uh, caught the game on the on the drive up back. But I wore sunblock. I mean, yeah, I don't. You have to. Yeah, Sip Sipple. I know. His, I'm, I'm team no sunblock. Do you at least wear a hat? Yes. Well, day one, you didn't. D- day one, no hat. Day one was no hat. Amateur hour. And oh, wrong. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, it, no, you're right. We were on the North Shore day one, and the wind was like 35 miles an hour. It was whipping. Yeah, I don't know. I f- I'm fine, though. My head didn't peel or no. anything. It's just natural dandruff. <laughs> gross. <laughs> was that gross, Sean? Was that too much? A little, little graphic. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> but we're back, um, and here we are. Uh, January 22nd, classes began at UNL um, at the later starting calendar from what we were used to in our days. I mean, probably two weeks later than what it was. Because we used to start before Martin Luther King Day, and now mm-hmm. they start a full week after um, MLK Day because uh, of the way they've kind of readjusted things. Um, but everyone back on campus, Dylan Riola here. Um, chapter two of the Matt Rule era officially begins here this week as classes underway, winter workouts in their second week. Um, the team, by the way, still not in the new weight room. They're still working out in the original structure, and I was told that probably at least a month, um, give or take, till that new weight room would be ready to use. Yeah, that kind of stuff confuses me. Um, we'll get to that later. 20, so 23 new players on the roster. 17 high school, 6 transfer. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting spring. It can't mm-hmm. get here soon enough. Well, Rob's got things like he's on his mind. Um, and, they're, and you know what? You'll have probably some pretty big things on your mind going forward. Um, but spring ball will be interesting. I don't know when exactly it would start. The spring game's April 27th, but I, I, it, it will be a. I mean, I've kind of it kind of hit me while we were in Hawaii. Spring ball is going to be interesting. March 25th, probably the projected first week. Hello. March 25th. Oh, not till March 25th. That's okay. Li- that's well, because it's real easy. That 35 practice or 15 practices over five weeks. You can take April 27th and back count five weeks from there. That would be the week of March 25th. Spring break um, yeah, is, is earlier this year. Okay. Um, so it's before. So it's after spring break at UNL. And then they'll come back and have a full week, it appears, after spring break to kind of recondition and get going. And then they'll go. So it's a great calendar. 
in that sense. So it would be un- uninterrupted. Is that what you're Correct. saying? Correct. Yeah. Uninterrupted. I like that better than just having like a week off in the middle of it. They've done that in years past. Oh, it just seems like it disrupts everything. Yep. It does. I always I'm 100% hated. I'm 100% with you on that. Fed like a February 27th start to spring ball. Remember, there'd be a couple of those years where we'd yes. be over. And I, just, I don't like that. Why is that? No. Too early. I, I don't like like being over there during like boys state basketball you know in early march like i like this later march like okay. let let the rest of the sports season around here breathe let robin husker basketball okay the women's team kind of finish out then give then spring ball takes over that's good i i have no qualms with that good job yes 23 new guys that's the that's the thing that's most interesting I mean, we always think about the six transfers. We'll start delving into the freshmen that, that are coming in. But the six transfers, is that's enough to keep you interested because all of them could start, uh, with the exception of the corner. Yeah, well, Bly Sean, Hill. Sean will shout me down on that one. But, the, yeah, Bly Hill's probably We had a not. great debate in Hawaii. Because <sighs> <sighs> um, somebody in our chat asked if Bly Hill yeah. would start, and, and I just said – I'm going to name five defensive backs and tell me which one of these guys Bly Hill starts. That over. was the day you didn't have your coffee, by the way. Mm. Oh, I was edgy. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the Do best. Do not shows. suggest that Bly Hill. I was start. Chris Russo like level yeah. edgy. <laughs> so you don't think Bly Hill, but the other five guys are definite candidates. Yeah, I think there's four for sure that will start. Whoa, the two receivers, Naor and Banks. Okay. Um, I think Mazuka. Yeah. And I think Thompson has a pretty good chance at linebacker. Okay. And then I would say it gets debatable with Dowdell yeah, and debatable. obviously Bly Hill. Yeah. I was, I was hoping you wouldn't say Dowdell. As much as I like him, <laughs> I'm not handing him the starting job quite yet. No. Is there any advantage, speaking of the later spring start time, spring yes. game, when it comes to the portal and that next round of potential departures? When is that? When it, what is the date? Yeah, that's what I don't know. I don't know when this, the next portal opens, that window is. But I know that sometimes, like, when it's earlier and you have that early spring game, then you basically have guys sitting around with a lot more time to explore other options yes. and get people in their ear yeah. and potentially change some minds or get yep. better offers or whatever it may be. So I'm wondering if the later start so the, changes the, that. The portal, th- this is interesting, guys. The portal for the spring window is April 15th. Through April thirtieth. Mm. Oh, see, Rob's got a good point. So, so um, if it was like March fifteenth, you have a whole month to sit there before the portal even opens. So guys would basically have to decide to leave during spring ball. Yes, during it. Yes, while they're in it, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and and but the thing is, they'll have the spring game will be on Saturday. They'll have Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday <laughs> to meet with the players, and that's plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to get in the portal. Oh, and and, it, and yeah. Matt Rule does still have autonomy to, you know, guys that he didn't sign and recruit. They can give them the option to retire, stay at Nebraska, or go in the portal. Okay. Um, so they, that that's something to watch because we know the number. And not everybody on this roster can just go on NIL scholarship. Very few are eligible to do that. Mm-hmm. Like you have to be a transfer guy coming in. Or an incoming high school player like Alexander Rujolari or, you know, Camden Cook, guys like that can come in as a walk-on and then maybe get NIL deals. Um, but you can't take like guys that were full scholarship guys and move them over to NIL. So the the, the number situation thing will be something, you know. It's but we'll never know either. Like that's the thing. Like what do you mean? They're not going to just give up the books, right? You know, 
Like it's, mm-hmm. it's like if you run a business, you're not going to say, hey, I want to, I mean, unless you have re, like legit, re, I'm like, I want to look at all the receipts of your books and how you run your business. That's mm-hmm. not usually something you just get access to. Also, we'll be watching a new quarterbacks coach who's also co-offensive coordinator, Glenn Thomas, mm-hmm. which is, that'll be a big part of spring. Mm-hmm. How much, how much influence would he have on the offense? You would think a lot. And then, you know. Who's the that? play caller, you think? Well, that's the question, right? Rule? I <laughs> have to look into I'd have to look in. I should have looked more into Thomas's background in that regard. I don't know what his background, how many games he's called, how many seasons he's called plays. Satterfield's done it. Will they define a play caller, or will they go the route of yeah. it's a collaborative effort? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, often is. That's... Now, see, that's where these, these conversations always get awkward because we always want this definitive answer to who's calling the plays. And oftentimes there's no definitive answer. It, the coaches just look at you and their eyes glaze over. Like, really, are we going to do this? Uh, I don't know. It's, it's collaborative. It often is collaborative. We always it did that. Be. Yeah, we always did that with Pelini, right? Pelini mm-hmm. and Papuchas, P- Carl Pelini, who was calling the plays. And they'd always be like, I don't know. It, did, it kind of depends, you know. Bo, Bo called the plays, but DP and Carl did the install during the week of what Bo wanted, and then Bo took over on the game But Papuchas, it wasn't like Bo called every play. He, what Papuchas told me is he swung the final hammer, but it wasn't always that he called the play. So it's kind of tricky. Yeah, when you have a guy just basically running everything as a coordinator like Mark Whipple, things can get a little dicey between the coordinator and head coach because yeah. <laughs> you might be doing something completely counter uh, to what your head coach wants just out of stubbornness or difference of philosophy. So yeah, being a collaborative effort, I think, is the right way to go where the head coach obviously has final say over everything. Yeah, that will be a story. You know, we don't know Glenn Thomas's salary information yet either, um, but when you crunch the numbers of what the nine current coaches are with the raises that we know about, um, Nebraska has a little over a million dollars left in the seven million dollar pool. Okay. Um, so Glenn Thomas, it's not unconceivable that he'll make a million because he is a coordinator. Mm-hmm. The other coordinators make a million. Now he could make eight hundred. We don't we don't have the exact contract details, but why wouldn't he get a million if there's a million left and he's got a coordinator title? <laughs> you think he would to leave Pittsburgh in the position he was in? You know, it, to me, it had to be pretty sizable. I suppose I, yeah, I mean, I guess I mean I don't know. He wasn't calling. He wasn't calling plays. He wasn't the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. He's just an offensive assistant. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know about that, Sean. But I think his position at Nebraska might dictate a million dollars. Pro jobs pay more than you think, though. Like those guys, they don't they don't release the salary numbers of what mm-hmm. those pro coordinators and assistants make but mm-hmm. it's more than you think mm-hmm. i know that it wasn't like whip coming over though you know whip was although whip wasn't was he calling plays with the no he wasn't calling plays with the steelers whipple yeah whipple was with pittsburgh panthers i know but he was also with the steelers he mm-hmm. coached roethlisberger oh yeah he was quarterbacks coach yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so it's a big there's a big difference between coming over as just a offensive assistant and coming over with a coordinator tag so I guess I don't like talking about guys' money. It makes me uncomfortable. He'll make he'll make good money here. Yeah, I mean, and yeah. Then, probably be around a million. I mean, yeah. in that That's range. Probably, so, yeah. all right. When we come back, um, we're going to continue the discussion. Uh, I want to hit on a topic that's been pretty hot, though. I want to talk about transfer portal tampering and if Ooh, there's a wow. way uh, that you can even stop it because 
Um, there's been a lot more discussion about that lately. Uh, we'll hit on that and more. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Hi, it's Sean Callahan with Husker Online. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones and see what we find. Learn more at uscellular.com slash built for us. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett. Thank you for joining us here on the Husker Online Show. It's a great time of year. Uh, great time to try out Husker Online as well. Um, we've got a special just for our YouTube viewers only. Um, <gasps> secret. Uh, but secret. we're going to give you two months of access. Don't tell anyone, though. Two months for $1 by using promo code NU1. That's going to get you two months for $1. That's the best deal we're going to give you at Husker Online. And have people all the time DM me, message me. Uh, that have taken advantage of this. We've had hundreds and hundreds of our listeners here on the show utilize this great special. So um, if you like what you hear and you're like, you know what, that Steve Simple guy, he's not so bad. Yeah, he's not, not so bad. I like that Robin Washat cat. Now, Sean Callahan, he's a little nuts, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it out for a buck. <laughs> That's a good salesman. Promo ship. code NU1. Um, but I, I want to hit on this topic, okay. transfer portal tampering. Ooh. Because... It, it's ramped up. You know, Alabama, I know. I don't know what the number's at now, but as of last Friday, they had 29 guys yep. enter the portal. That's, that's what I've seen. Um, and it might be more than that now. But one of them was Caden Proctor, an Iowa Hawkeye um, now, but was at Alabama, started as a true freshman at left tackle or right tackle? I think he's left tackle for Alabama as a freshman. Um, one of the tackles. Starting left tackle. And, tackle. And he'll now be at Iowa. Um, but, you know, there's some people out there accusing that Iowa tampered. But Caden Proctor is from the state of Iowa, mm-hmm. knows a lot of players on the Iowa team. In fact, it, people thought he was going to go to Iowa. Um, so is there anything wrong with Iowa players that already have known Caden Proctor to talk to Caden Proctor? If that's tampering, it doesn't strike me as severe rule breaking. No, you know, like I, nothing will come of it. No, I don't think. I, you don't think so? No. I mean, the NCAA is shown to be pretty toothless and stuff like this. And even if there is a punishment, it'll be insignificant, to say the least. And then there's also the point that if you want to go and look at every transfer recruit that's happened across all of college sports, you're going to find more often than not stuff like that happens. Mm-hmm. When a guy is, even before you hit in the portal, Contact is being made through some channels, maybe not directly, but through other parties and whatnot. So there are levels of tampering in pretty much every transfer situation. That's why guys don't enter the portal unless Blindly. they know that they're going to they're have a, an a lot of them don't. Yeah. And the guys, some that, get left. the guys that don't usually don't have a place to right. land. So, I mean, that's, that's just kind of the way the game is. Some are probably more brazen than others, but there's a level of tampering in pretty much every transfer recruit out there. Yeah. You know, like Chubba Purdy. That was one where it looked like he had a pretty clean path to go to Boise State. But as we know, things can change. Boise State took a five-star USC quarterback in the portal. Then Chubba commits to San Jose State. Well, then San Jose State's coach um, goes to Washington. um, Excuse me, to Arizona. 
because um, the Arizona coach went to Washington. Well, now Cheva Purdy is going to Nevada. Good God, that I missed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's a, a Nevada, and he's going to Nevada. It yes. seemed like Cheva Purdy. His whole thought is to be closer to family, and San Jose would have been right next to the 49ers. Reno, Nevada, is not really that far from the Bay Area. Purdy to the uh, Chubb or uh, Brock to the Raiders. Is that where it said it? I don't think so. <laughs> I'll be darned. Well, no, Reno and Vegas, Vegas are pretty far apart. Like, is it you? Uh, Reno is like, if you live in the Bay Area, that's your Las Vegas. Where if you live in like LA, you drive to Vegas. Yeah, Reno, I think, is like 90 minutes from the San Bay, Francisco. In Sacramento. Yeah. So it's like, like that makes sense to me, I guess. Like an opportunity kind of in the same footprint. Yeah. He wants to start. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what we've learned about the transfer portal is. What? All bets are off. Like, you yeah. just don't really know. Creighton volleyball coach, name? Kier- Kirsten Boothall. Burnthal. I kind of went Burnthal Booth and just did like a. Boothall. <laughs> Burnthal. Anyway, she's been outspoken. Wow. That was that. Thank that, you, Jordine. That was. How was your Waikiki Bowl, not, Steve Sipple? It was an Aus- he called it an ICI Bowl in Hawaii. He kept he called it on his own radio show a Waikiki Bowl. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just don't worry about it. Kirsten sounded off. Stop. God. Kirsten sounded off on this and says widespread in volleyball tampering. I'm landing. I think it's now. widespread in everything. Yeah, it's same in basketball too. I you mean, think so? It's everywhere. It's corporate America. It's day-to-day life. It's high school football. Like, hmm. there are kids in this state that are going to go from a prestigious school and to another prestigious school. And that, but we're talking about not that. We're not talking about just the act of transferring. We're talking about tampering. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's what we're talking about. And I, get, I think if the head coach or assistant coach is involved, that's the issue. But if it's a involved. second or third party that's a trainer, an agent, fall guy the issue the issue with a lot of coaches and the issue is simple to me it's doing it if there's a north dakota state punter that nebraska has its eye on putting out a feeler during the season Mm -hmm. would he be interested yeah (laughs) yeah but how do you feel about someone going onto your roster and actively recruiting players during a season happens all the time yeah I was afraid you'd say that. Mm-hmm. Like UNLV's quarterback, you know, was a great example. Um, Jaden Maeva, like, I mean, he was rumored to go on the portal like the whole month, and then he finally went in like the last day. Uh, but all the Power Five teams wanted him. I mean, he had Georgia and USC as his two final teams, and yeah, um, he, both those teams had bags of probably a million dollars that they could pay this guy. Like, how do you not tamper to let people know that hey, if you come here, you're going to get a million dollars, right? Do, would you suggest that the NCA does away with, with just say tampering's allowed? Could you do that? No, just, I think you still have to have a hard rule because what you don't want is like Jim Harbaugh calling your players, yeah, showing up on campus, showing up after practice, <laughs> saying, "Hey, what do you think about coming to Michigan?" But how far from? I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, Harbaugh, if he's if he's using somebody to put out a feeler. I guess there's a difference. There's a distinction to be made, but still, not not a big distinction. Mm-hmm. I just don't. You, I don't know how you police it. I really don't. That's the thing. I mean, what do you wire do? taps? Yeah, you know, you got to get the federal Have a drawn out FBI investigation that doesn't result in anything. Right. Well, didn't there? It's and that was a that. federal crime because of the money that was mm-hmm. being paid out. Taxes weren't being paid on the money. 
back before NIL. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when but, the feds got involved in college basketball, and a lot of it was that. And it still money was changing hands without taxes. Without taxes, right? That was that that's was a issue. that's mafia stuff right there. I mean, that's like no different than Tony Soprano, you know, and and passing cash without paying taxes. Yeah. I would assume there would be no deaths involved in the recruiting. Don't assume. Don't assume. It's college sports. <laughs> but <laughs> Soprano. Yeah, I don't know what you're going to do. It's just kind of the new, new college sports mm-hmm. that we're in, you know. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't lose too much. If I were a fan, I'd try not to lose too much sleep over it because it's not going away. You know, just go, just ride, just ride with it. I mean, there's a thought that collectives could be gone soon but I, I i don't see that i don't know how that's going to happen with soon all, with all the state laws mm-hmm. and, and other things in place like how how can you prevent an athlete to earn yeah and eventually i mean maybe the way to solve it is just have full-blown contracts to where you are required to be at this school for two years and in those two years oh, yeah. you can't go anywhere okay then Most nil contracts are one year though mm-hmm. that's what i'm saying so like maybe the next step is Make it more like pro sports to where you're signing a two, three, four year deal, making X amount of money and just go full blown pay for play. What about classes? <laughs> nah, who cares? You, still, <laughs> you still do them do all it. online, right? Well, I mean, you can still go to class. No, I know. I just, it's just funny to think like, like the whole mission of all this originally <laughs> was to get a degree. And, and I'd say for 90 some percent of yeah. students, 95% or more, they need that degree more Absolutely. than anything. No doubt. no doubt. Yeah. And you forget about that. Yeah, because we get so caught up in this top in the tier. big business, yep. Well, you can be academically ineligible, so you still got to take care of business to a certain degree in the classroom. Yeah, I mean, we saw Nathan Geary had to miss that one bowl game. I mean, yeah. that was the only time I could ever remember that happening at Nebraska. Or, I mean, where, you know, if you fall below a certain level, you're mm-hmm. ineligible. Michigan basketball player Doug McDaniel is currently serving an academic suspension. He can play home games, but he can't play on the road. Hmm. Go figure. All right, we'll uh, continue the discussion and more. Next, you're listening here to the Husker Online Show. You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sippel, Robin Washed, as we are back in Nebraska. I think Steve Sippel brought the warmer weather back with him. As mm, We appreciate it. Yeah, you're welcome. We were suffering while you guys were gone. Yeah. We caught, we caught it, though. We caught some of it before we left. Mm. We did. There were a lot of guys, like, from other that couldn't get in to Honolulu, like there were a group of players that just missed the game because they mm. couldn't get in. Like Car- you know, Carter Nelson was on our Omaha flight, the Denver one that got didn't get canceled, but it was supposed to leave at nine in the morning and didn't leave till five in the evening. Yeah, he missed a day of practice and because of it. We were in the same boat, um, and so we had it was we had to drive down to Kansas City yeah. just to get out there. Which, by the way, if you've not been to the new Kansas City airport, holy smokes! Yeah. It, it rivals Indianapolis. It's incredible. Like, that was random. And almost, I know Lincoln, Lincoln's new airport, phenomenal, what they've done to that. Um, and then Omaha is going to go through a remodel here soon. They've just announced that. But yeah, new, cu- yeah kudos the, to Lincoln, by the way. The Lincoln airport is unreal, yeah. like what they've done to that. Yeah. And hopefully we can just get another airline carrier in there. Because I'm a huge, huge proponent of the Lincoln airport, and we love flying out of there. Yes. So Make it happen, Sean. Yep. Make some calls. Make some calls. <laughs> well, my rest in peace, Redway Air. That yeah, 
Speaking of looking at the books. all last. <laughs> looking at the books. Hey, I got to go to Orlando once on, on Redway. Um, Check those books out. <laughs> only one flight, by the way, on that whole Redway made a revenue. Oh, God. Like every other flight lost money. And Oof. hence its demise. It's very quick demise. I mean, within how three many months? months? Three months. Three months, three million, baby. Redway. Bam. No, we had a we good. We helped with recruiting a little bit, right? A little bit. No, it didn't help at all. Actually. <laughs> like, I mean, it didn't even, it didn't play a factor at all. Is that like, right? It, God bless you, Sean. Never mind. Then. <laughs> well, because it did the, not help at all. Well, the times of the flight, I mean, you're, they're date specific, you know, right. like you had, it was this time and that was it. You know, there was no other plan B. Mm-hmm. So it's hard for recruiting when it's got to be specific. But yeah, anyway, that, yeah. Back so, to Hawaii. Yeah. Carter just, Carter Nelson just missed one practice. And then he was impressive the rest of the week. I just can't believe, I mean, I thought about it more this morning that he won't be a significant contributor in 2024. There I said it. I, I just think he's going to. He, I, don't know, I don't know why, what would hold him back, except he talked about, Sean, you can help me with this. When you interviewed him, he talked about he's got to work on some things on the third level. Is he just talking deep passes, basically? Well, he's, the, the number of players, so he's only used to playing with eight. And you add 11, it adds another layer of defense okay. that he's not used to. Okay. You know, in an third eight-man level. game, you don't really have a true third level. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought it was significant that he caught that 33-yard pass upfield. Well, the RPO play, um, the run-pass option that set up the, 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 the final touchdown mm-hmm. for his team, Mackay, mm-hmm. that was impressive, where Dylan Raiola ran an RPO and then threw him a pass on the run yep. behind the line of scrimmage. Yep. Dylan, or excuse me, Carter Nelson is super athletic. I mean – Real, I mean, high end. I thought he was one of the better players on Team Mackay, that Dylan's team. I, he's he's not a little athletic, for and you know the Nebraska website lists him at six five two twenty five. I didn't know he was that big. He told me he was two twenty in Honolulu, okay. and they want him between two thirty and two forty at Nebraska, which y'all have no problem getting no. to that weight. No, he is really like when you you when you watch him daily in practice, he catches a ball so fluidly and gets upfield so fluidly and he's fast i mean he's for a big man he's fast for a little man i mean mm-hmm. he's fast so it's that was the picture that made the biggest impression i mean i knew dylan was good i knew he and he was i didn't know carter nelson was like that mm-hmm. I, I i didn't i didn't know what to expect and what and then the thing you wondered about carter was how he would adjust to all that talent around him and i am telling you there was talent rob I mean, there's 13 five-star guys there. The, the hitting, like it didn't show in the game because the game's sloppy, but the, they hit. And they, I mean, the level of hitting and speed. And you wondered, how will Carter Nelson handle it? Hell, it didn't even look like, a, it didn't look like an issue at all to me. That yeah. first pass he caught underneath, like, uh, like people on the sideline, like the Polynesian community guys around, the, the ex-player guys that were down there, they are like, wow. Like they, I mean, everybody was like, "This guy can play." And that show up in practices too. Oh yeah, I mean, because yeah. all everybody else saw was just the game. You guys were there for the actual practice. No, yeah, the practices. It, he, he stands out because he's so big and athletic, 
he didn't catch a lot of passes, and a lot of them were shorter routes. But like I said, when he caught a pass in practice and got upfield, it made an impression on you. Like, ooh. If I was just a guy watching, I'd be like, who's number six? Yeah. So the look of it, he yeah. he looked like he was holding his own. He, he belonged. Lord's holding his own, yeah. Well, yeah. And, and he had a presence. Like they, Every day they did these body armor competition drills at mm-hmm. the end. Like one day they played dodgeball. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, one day it was a quarterback challenge. Well, the first day we were there at the North Shore – at Kahuku High School, they they did a tug of war, mm-hmm. and you know he stepped up and like wanted to win. Yeah, the he's tug not of war. a wallflower. Like and he, they they won the tug of war, and like he celebrated as much as any guy. And then the final day, they did a a celebration dance competition, mm-hmm. and the first guy's going touchdown dance. Yeah, the first guy's going like didn't really have very good celebration. And Carter looked at me, he's like, "What are they doing?" You know, and it's like, "Yeah, you, you got to get get this cleaned up, Carter." And so he goes out there and he did like a he did a backflip. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, he's 6'5", 225, just whips off a backflip. I mean, that's the kind of guy mm-hmm. he is. The the other thing is he he's a tenacious blocker and he wants he's he tries to be. He's very proud of it. He folded a guy, a defensive end and came running over and said, "Did you see that?" No, I didn't. But um he he did he he's very very I think he hears the talk. The can't, you know, is he going to be able to block? And he wants to prove himself. I noticed on running plays during practice, he was very intent on the blocking element. I mean, he was he, he took it very seriously, even when they were practicing in no pads. When, where he lives, there's a lot of critics, I think. You know, when you're that big of a name and a target, there's always going to be jealous people, naysayers, mm-hmm. people that question you. Yeah, I think he hears a little bit of that. And, oh, I, I have family up in that part of the state, and you know, I was amazed, like, and I'm just like, do you understand like what God-given gifts are? Like, yeah, he's, he's got them. He, he's got them. Like that. That. That's what you you can, you can do all the drills and training you want, but there are certain things that God gives you that make you what He is. I think they've made what I think is their best tight end right now. Mm. I mean, I think he'll walk in as the best tight end. Mm. Well, uh, and he could. I mean, it looks like it to me. They want to make him like an oversized, like split-out guy, though. That's the thing. I don't know if he'll be a traditional tight end. He never had his hand in the dirt. In 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 Hawaii, never once. I, I all the practice time we saw, I never saw him put his hand in the dirt. He was always like in a Kelsey mode, mm-hmm. you know, the Chiefs guy. Preston Tamua too. I, I I will say I was impressed with him too. Tamua is a no nonsense tank. tank. Yeah, he's he's skilled too. But yeah, six three and a half, three twenty eight, and he's all business. And he ha- he handled number sixty five pretty well. Number sixty five on on the opposing team was a bear. I mean, he's a bear going to Oklahoma, and he he squared up with him. And I wondered how that would look, and it looked pretty good. The handled- line play was strong in that game. There was good linemen on both sides. Too. Yeah. Oh God, yes, yes. The talent. I mean, I was taken aback by some of it, like how good it was. You know, these these dudes were good. I mean, a 13 five-star guy, you expect some of that. A lot of four-star guys. That Mike Matthews, the Tennessee receiver that Dylan was thrown to. I wouldn't be surprised if he catches 40 passes next year. I mean, he's, he's a serious player. Serious player. And Talmua, like, I'm not saying he's going to play this year because it's really hard. No, but no I think year two, he could knock on the door. Like, he, yeah. has, he has that kind of body size and ability to contend. I think so. It's hard for me to – to judge an offensive lineman when we saw so much of no pads. So, there's so much no pad practices. Yeah, they didn't go pads till Thursday. Right. So you like his size and his feet are really good, and I like his demeanor. 
he's he like again again he's just a, he's not exactly a happy go lucky which is fine I like that I, I they need more they need more of that over there in my opinion just like his coach yeah exactly exactly and Donnie was at almost every practice as yeah. well so. Yeah. All right, when we come back, uh, we are going to bring Abby Barmore into the show and take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, and let's welcome back into the program the beloved Abby Barmore. Um, it's great to have you back, Abby. We missed you. Um, it's good to see you here in studio. I wish I was in Hawaii with you. It was very cold and miserable. We had here. a lot of questions like, where's Abby? Why is Abby not on the trip? Could be valuable. Like, she didn't want to deal with me and Sipple all week. <laughs> yeah, think about that. And the Waikiki Bulls. It's vacation out here, too. So what do you call those bulls there? ACI Bulls. Waikiki Bulls. <laughs> but That's I not think even one how it the, looks when you read it. I think one of those bulls was called the Waikiki Bull. It was called the, yeah, they just name them. They just name a different thing. <laughs> All right, let's get to the mailbag. Okay. What do you got, Abby Barmore? First one. As it stands now, what is the your biggest area of concern for the 2024 season? Hmm. I mean, quarterback depth. Yeah. You know, like. Good one. Raiola, like, look, if he can go 12 games and play like we think and he's the guy, no concerns. But, but what if something happens or a curveball that we're just not expecting, you know, like. As we know, a quarterback injury or setback, misevaluation, a la Jeff Sims, can really change your whole season. Yeah, I mean, with that, just playing a true freshman quarterback in the Big Ten. I mean, that's, that's dicey. You look at the track record of even the highest-rated players that come in their first year, they generally struggle. When yeah. The ones that are thrown in the fire right away. So how quickly can Raiola, Raiola get – over that learning curve mm-hmm. and become a high-level functioning quarterback at the Big Ten. Gosh, when you when you have this conversation, there's no like glaring. There's nothing that jumps out at me. My biggest concern. It's probably what we're we've identified. Establish eye back. Yeah, eh, I like the running backs. I like the position. I like the group. Just the chemistry of the passing game. You know, you have a new guy mm-hmm. in the mix with a co-offensive coordinator you have a new quarterback you have a bunch of new wide receivers yep. so like I gotta get how going. long is that going to take to gel mm-hmm. i'm not big. worried Spring's about the, i'm not worried about the o-line okay i think they've got enough coming back and they've upgraded the, with mazooka mm-hmm. i'm not there's no position on defense that what, what i would say is a glaring issue i think there's some there's some depth. Prop. Linebacker, inside yeah, backer yeah, depth. Yeah, inside backer depth I wonder about a little bit. But nothing glaring. It's I think, is what you guys said. The interesting thing to me as you were talking was if if something did happen to Dylan Raiola and they went to Harburg, it would be tough for defenses because they would now they would be seeing an offense that's probably much different. Now, it's also tough for Nebraska because the players would have to adjust too. And I don't know how – easily it would be how easy it'd be to adjust your system but all of a sudden you would have a running quarterback you go from a guy who's not going to run much Dylan Rayola does not want to run much he can but he doesn't want to you have to think though that Harburg is going to go through high level training all offseason because now he has legit game film for QB experts and helpers to like develop him yeah and and he's going to go work on that stuff like he didn't he didn't have any film other than Carney Catholic film, mm-hmm. and he was a man amongst boys. Mm-hmm. Now he's got you know 
what, seven or eight games of starting film as a Big Ten quarterback, and there's going to be people that will help him. So I think Harburg will make an improvement this year. You think, think he'll be number two? Yeah, and then I think Kalen can redshirt. <laughs> now, another thing that's a hot button with Sean and me, we all, when, I, when I suggest it, I'm a little hesitant just to give that job to Dylan. Go ahead, react. <laughs> oh my. He, he's the quarterback in what world do you live in where dylan riola here we go, here we go. a healthy dylan riola doesn't start like i know i understand i did, i don't know. now if he got hurt or something happened right. like unforeseen things change yeah but that, like, no that the, no i'm in your world i'm just a, a, there's a, a a little hesitant to do it. he's got i think he's got to go win a job you know um, how many, I mean, and we don't know what his NIL is, but we're just going to presume it's a million dollars or more. Okay. How many guys with NIL type of deals like that sit? No, I get it. I see what you're saying. Now, don't, don't get me started on that. I mean, I, we can't let that, if I were a coach, I would fight pretty hard to let that dictate who might start. Well, and Dom and Dylan don't want to just be hand. Dom Rayola doesn't want that Nebraska to give his son the job. And Dylan, I don't think, just wants to be handed the job. I think he knows he's got to have to prove it still, too. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's, a, there's some proving ground that will be presented to him immediately, like right now, winter conditioning. Okay, next one. What are your thoughts on how critical player development is to this Nebraska team, and how can you see progress and change from season to season? Well, we saw as many newcomers play – and the four-game rule be utilized as well as it's ever been utilized at Nebraska since the four-game rule came out. I thought Matt Rule and his staff yeah. just ma- – I mean, things like Jaden Doss stopping him at four games, um, you know, playing Kai Wallen four games, playing, you know, the Sua Lafatu, you know, three or four games. I mean, they figured out ways to utilize that rule and get guys experience, and that's going to pay off in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, development is as critical as anything. I'd put it right up there with recruiting. Yes. I mean, look at what the Iowas and Wisconsin's of this conference do. They don't recruit at the highest level, but they develop at an elite level, mm-hmm. and they produce NFL talent out of three-star level recruits. So that shows you what development means, and that's been something that has been lacking at Nebraska, at least prior to Matt Rule, for a long, long time, far too long. Mm-hmm. And so you look at what they did this just when this one year here, you know, for – Makai Bayer, uh, James Williams. Javin Wright. Wright. I mean, Tommy Hill. Across the board, guys that were afterthoughts or not even in the conversation coming out of the previous season were starters or critical players in the rotation. To me, that's development. That's getting the most out of players. And and they pulled the plug on some key guys to play other guys. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if Nick Henrich was off or Reimer was off, they they played other guys. It wasn't like they just rode out that horse. You have no choice but to develop at a high level if you're going to win at a high level because it's not like ohio state and michigan don't develop players Mm -hmm. they have great ones and they're they still develop players so yeah the answer to the question is you have no choice but to develop at a high level okay who are a few players in all three phases you you could see making the biggest jump this spring say that again please Okay, who are a few players in all three phases who could make the biggest jump this spring? I'll say Demetrius Bell at receiver mm-hmm. remains say a pick sleeper. a receiver. Um, and I think Sam Sledge okay. on the O-line is a guy that could jump into the fray. Okay. Um, 
I'll say on defense. Let's talk defense here. That's a, that's a I good got me- one. I think Van Poppel will make a big jump. And Sua might, too. Yeah. Uh, Van Poppel flashed last year, for instance, at Illinois when he stopped the player, the, the veteran running back on the one um, and turned the tide of that game and, in some ways, that, that part of the season. Van Poppel would be one for me, and I'd say Jaden Doss is one for me. I think you're, I think you're going to see a big jump from him. I still think of those young guys, he can be the best one next year. He just got he just had the injury in August. It set him back, and he was coming. What about Maverick Noonan? Okay. Yeah. He's coming up coming back off of injury. that injury. What about Quentin Ives? Love it. I mean, Matt Rule talks about him like he's a future Hall of Fame NFL running back. The pushback on that, Rob, would be you always are a little – you wonder a little bit about any running back that redshirts. You know, you, you do. Now, he was in a position where he could – and they talk about, I guess, size. But man, usually running backs, if they're if they're ready, if, I mean, if it's a, if, if it's a good running back, they're ready to roll. Like they basically said, we think playing Joshua Fleeks at running back is a better option okay, than. Well, we're, we're not saying how good he was last year. We're talking about the biggest jump. Right, I mean, he's going to have true. a full offseason no, here. I just don't know if he's going to pass any of those guys. I mean, the, the top three that are here, and then Dowdell. I mean, it's going to be. There's four guys that he's going to. I mean, it's going to be tough for him. I. I He's going to have to – see, that's a guy to watch in the but spring. they really like him. Yeah. That's a guy to watch in the spring, Ives. Ethan see, Nation. Make some How about Ethan Nation? Yes. Okay. All right. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. All right, Abby. Um, I think we have time for one more. Okay, last one. Would you rather have the ability to fly or teleport? Oh, Abby. Threw a oh, we're doing this one. <laughs> yep, we're doing this one. <laughs> Through the curveball. Come on, there's Thoughts? one clear answer. I mean, it's, it's teleport, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's only one. I answer. mean, flying would be sweet. Like, private jet would be fun. I mean, just the ability to, like, all right, I'm going to go and you just run and go fly through the air. Like, that'd be cool. Oh, flying yourself. Yeah, that's how I take it, right? Yeah. Like, Superman yeah. flying. Like, like superpowers. Yeah. Oh, I thought there's some kind of, there's no. some kind of machine that would just teleport no. you into the, to the next spot. You could just do it yourself. This is like I would like to teleport up, to up and away Indianapolis Superman. every July for Big Ten Media Day. That'd be great. That'd be my first <laughs> oh, choice. But I'm team teleportation all the way. Like flying would be fun. Teleportation would be life changing. Yeah. I told you though, if I win the lottery, I'm I'm gonna keep working, which you guys know me well enough to know I would. What, really, would you? And we're gonna have a plane. Okay. And like a, a tripped out RV. A tripped out RV with a driver and We'll, we'll hire everybody. We'll bring. Every, we'll just make Husker Online like the biggest. Sport. I'll just live in the RV if you don't mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that okay? I'll buy out John that building Madden. across the street with the two car garage condos. John, wow, wow. prayers. I don't buy a lot. Yeah, I don't ticket. buy lottery tickets though. So like, you so, don't? No. Yeah, I don't either. Well, well, so that much for you, that. I thought you were gonna throw at us if you could watch a movie every day. What would you do? Sure, you can do that one if you want to. True Detective, every day. Sopranos. Sopranos is a good choice. They're not really movies, though, right? No, yeah. Those are series. I, I don't I've know if that counts. you got to pick a movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Shawshank Redemption. Okay. Good one. Oh, yeah, come on. Mine's easy. It's not even... What am I even doing here? I mean, come on. It's American-made. Easy. American-made. I'd watch it every day. I'm trying to think what mafia movie is my favorite one that I could always watch, no matter Goodfellas. what. Like good, Goodfellas. Goodfellas. You like mafia movies? I'm watching a new. I 
I now that Spectrum gets Paramount Plus for free as part of the deal. Okay. Um, I started to watch um, Tulsa King. Okay, I've heard it's good. And Sylvester Stallone is, is it a good? former New York guy, mob guy, got out of jail, and they just wanted to kind of get rid of him, and they sent him down to Tulsa, and he starts up his own crew down there. Hmm. And it's 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 good. Is I mean, it pretty good? Surprisingly good. Season one. Yeah, you kind of interesting. I, it would be a tough sell for me because Stallone doesn't seem real to me. Like he doesn't seem. He he plays believable. a good character. Does he? Oh yeah. Okay. I think he gives us. I, I've read some things about it, and he gives it hell in that role. He really tries hard. I think there's supposed to be a season two coming out of that too. Okay. What's That's yours, so Abby? Uh, Tangled. It's a Disney movie. <laughs> I've seen it I so know many it well. times. Tangled. I love that movie. My daughter would <laughs> echo that. Okay. So that's Rapunzel, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I met yeah. Rapunzel in Disney. The real you one? Met the princess, baby. <laughs> wow. Right, let's talk, met let's Rapunzel. talk ball. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Coach Self. All right. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk Nebraska basketball. Big win over the weekend. Uh, big weekend ahead. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Final segment of the Husker Online show. Sean Callahan, Steve Sipple, Robin Washett, having fun as always. And reminder, if you like what you're hearing, we've got a great deal at Husker Online. Uh, try us out. Get two months for $1 by simply using promo code NU1. It's the best deal you're going to get right now. You're gonna, and we're only offering it out here on the YouTube channel um, to our listeners and our podcast listeners as well. That's promo code NU1 to receive two months for $1. Okay, um, let's get into the basketball discussion, Robin, because um, Nebraska kind of still kind of finds themselves in net ranking purgatory where they're there, but they're not quite there. And they've got obviously a big stretch of games remaining. Uh, this is a team that has yet to win a Big Ten road game. And I think we all can agree that if they're going to make it to March, they're going to have to win a game or two on the road. And they've got a great opportunity on Saturday. Um, is it Saturday out at Maryland? Yep. Saturday, Maryland, early tip. 11 a.m. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, it's another one. They've had other opportunities, though. I mean, Iowa, there was like 500 people in the stands. That's about as uh, good of a road environment as you're going to get in the Big Ten. And then, obviously, the Minnesota game, they had. And they blew it. And then Rutgers, they should have won that game. So, I mean, they've had opportunities to pull off these road wins, but uh, have found one reason or another to let it slip through their feelings or uh, their fingers. So that's what the season's going to be all about right now is, you know, we're recording this before the Ohio State game mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesday night, but that's those are the types of games uh, and going on through where you have to defend your home court. Like that goes without saying. Because mm-hmm. right now, if you look at where Nebraska is in the metrics, they're not getting overly punished for these road losses. But if you lose some of these games at home, that's where I think you're really going to start to get dinged. So they have to protect home court. And, Sean, like you said, they got to be able to find a way to steal a couple on the road. And if they do that, they're in firm position to make the tournament right now. But a lot can change now over the next month and a half of the season. Maryland's a tricky game. They are. It's a, a bit tricky because their, their record's not great. They're not having a great season. But they're not bad. And they're athletic. They're, you know, they have Reese inside. Mm-hmm. Who's Julian a, who, Reese. Yeah, who can be a really, a lot of trouble. Um, Jameer they, Young. Jameer Young. They have All some, conference guard. Yeah, and they have some. Dante Scott. Dante Scott has been there for, 
I know. Since <laughs> I don't know, since Red Arbach was coaching the Boston Celtics, uh, it, it, but they're good. They're all right. And it, that 11 a.m. tip is tricky too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get what you're saying about Iowa, but those games, and this it'll be a game in Maryland where there's not many people there either. Those can be tricky. I know. I hear what you're saying that that that's an easy situation. It can be, except you have to generate your own energy. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been good about that. Right. So, they, they, so Fred, I bet, will emphasize Like, that. their road games, Robin, Illinois is going to be extremely hard to win at. Yes. Northwestern, they'll be a dog. That'll be a hard game to win. I mean, mm-hmm. they've been at Boo Booey. Sipple and I were listening, and we were just shocked how many shots he missed against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't expect that to happen two times, can you? Well, especially at home. You know, I mean, it's just like everywhere. Like, Nebraska's not the only team by any stretch in the Big Ten that struggles on the road. Like, it's kind of a conference-wide issue right now mm-hmm. and so that's why they, they carry so much value because they're so hard to get that's and what that's produce- what makes it so frustrating for nebraska because they've had three opportunities to win on the road and they've blown them all yeah blown iowa. them all iowa they, in, in all of those games they were winning in the second half minnesota iowa Rutgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they take two of those three they're in the dance right now no doubt no doubt Jeez. so that being said there's opportunities so you look after maryland they're going to play three straight I guess we'll see what happens with Northwestern, but potentially three straight quad one games. And so you have Wisconsin at home. And if you look at the Ken Palm projections right now, Nebraska's only a two-point dog in that game. Uh, then you got Illinois on the road. That's going to be probably the most difficult game left on the schedule. And then Northwestern, you know, you got a chance to go, and that's an evenly matched game. You already beat them once. Yep. You've, no, you've shown you can do it. So opportunity is still plenty for Nebraska to continue to build its resume. But again, it all starts on defending home court and then finding a way to finish the job on the road. Right now though, they're in pretty, I would say they're, I think they're in a pretty good position. They're anywhere from an eight to a 10 seed in pretty much every bracketology projection right now. They're they're in, in most projections, Sean. Now the ACC is down this year for bids, right, Rob? Yes. The big 12 and the big East are going to be up in bids. Mm-hmm. Like the Big Twelve is loaded. Am I wrong? I mean, like they have a lot of tourney teams. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Houston and Kansas. I mean, you go down the line and name them pretty quickly. Texas is in that league. Texas. So right Texas now, A&M. we'll just look at Joe Lenardi's bracketology. Right now, he has the Big Twelve getting ten teams, Jeez. which is far and away the most. The next is the SEC at seven, Big and he's got the Big Ten and Big East both at six. The ACC all the way down to three. Wow. So that's that's kind of where your bids are are looking right now. What's so, the Big East? Uh, six. They're right there with the Big Ten at six. Yeah, I'm sorry about the A and M. I I put them. I still have them in the Big Twelve. <laughs> they have moved. If you come on, heard. simple. Yeah, if you haven't heard, they have moved. <laughs> Breaking. <laughs> they left in like 2012. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, still like have them in the Big Nebraska's 12. <laughs> for for this point in the schedule, they are where you would want to be. They control their destiny right now. And as long as they do win the games they're supposed to win and find a way to steal one or two more, they're going to make the job. Yeah, should be okay. How about the Mountain West, like, overtaking the Pac-12, essentially? Yeah. For the West. The it's a per- good basketball conference. I mean, yeah, you saw. I mean, Colorado State. Colorado State, State destroyed Creighton. Yeah, mm-hmm. they did. UNLV they did. beat Creighton. Yeah. Wow. Good point, Sean. And UNLV is not a tournament team. Sean was some surprising basketball knowledge today. Identifying the Big 12 as a team with a bunch of 10, 10 teams right now that could mm-hmm. be in the tournament. Well, it's a, isn't it a, is it a 16-team league right now today? 
I don't know. Let's not reveal our stupidity too much. Yeah, I lose track. I had A&M in the Big 12, so. <laughs> I think it was. I disqualified myself. It's 14. It's 14. Okay. But 14. then they're going to lose two and then add add those four more, so then there'll be a 16. Yeah. Right. At any rate, that's right. a big number, 10. I don't care how many teams are in the conference. Well, look at Houston and Kansas and – yeah, I mean, so that's where the Big Ten used to be, like a couple years ago, when mm-hmm. they were getting 10, maybe even 11 teams projected in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, maybe that bites Nebraska when all said and done, but a six-bid league, I'll bet you that bumps up to seven when all said and done. I mean, I st- I'm still of the mind, this is not a great year in college basketball. If, if, if Purdue's number two was number one, Kansas is down. I, I, don't, know, well, I don't know what they're rated, but they're not – they are a shadow of you. The they're big, still top. They're still a one or a two, though. That's amazing, because they're not the typical Kansas like, team. We'll probably see Kansas and Omaha as one of the good hosts, the, one of the you know higher seeded host teams. Yeah. So at there any you rate, go, Kansas, South Dakota State. That'd be a good Omaha game right there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know I if you've seen would. some of these brackets. One of, one of them has uh, Nebraska playing Iowa State in an okay. eight nine game. Okay. Fred Hoiberg classic. Okay, that'd be good. In Omaha? Yeah, and the other one is, uh, I forget who they're playing in the first round, but they'd be playing in the Charlotte region. Okay. In, Seton in Hall. Where, yeah, Seton Hall, where North Carolina's the host team. Okay. So playing North Carolina in Charlotte. <laughs> I, I joke that you're you're probably hoping to go to, like, Spokane or somewhere cool. Yeah. Why would you want to go to Spokane? Somebody like Boise. Would that be neat? <laughs> Robin likes to go on <laughs> hikes and give me anywhere. Send me to Dayton for God's sakes. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> anywhere. What would be a good place to go? Robin would find fun in a so, Chili's bar in Dayton. So Nebraska's not like people are hoping that they're going to go to Omaha. They're not going to go to Omaha. Why do you say that? Because the tournament selection committee is not going to put a home field home court advantage like that yeah. for a, a lower seeded team. Now, if you're a top. Yeah. two or three seed, then yeah, sure, you yeah. can maybe get that, but they're not going to send them well, the home. That would be uh, such an unfair advantage. The Creighton well. ticket holders hold those t- – I mean, the ones that the teams don't get, the Creighton season ticket holders get those seats. And they would sell them to Nebraska fans. Yeah, Robin's right. It would be really odd if you turned on an NCAA game that was that mm-hmm. partisan. Yes. Right. It would. It would be like Kansas playing in the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. Charlotte makes sense. I mean, that would be – I think I mean right now I I'm, I'm I'd be a little surprised if it doesn't happen that Nebraska makes the tournament. They, and I mean I mean nothing would surprise me with Nebraska basketball, especially with how inconsistent they've been between home and road. Mm-hmm. But they have done enough to put themselves in the driver's seat. Yeah, what they need, yeah what they kind of need to do is surprise us because right now it looks like okay they're really good at home, not very good on the road. Okay, surprise us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Win a couple road games. Beat Wisconsin though too at home. They yeah. need a, another nice quad one. Mm-hmm. They can do that too. Is Kansas State Rob still a quad one? Kansas the road State is well. I got to look at. Where you would hope that a league right with now. ten bids that Kansas State's like around seventy five. They are seventy one. Yes, yeah, so that's a quad one win. So that that's kind of big. Like Kansas State needs to stay around there mm-hmm. too. Yes, they do. They need to keep Big winning. Twelve. Basketball. That's that's Nebraska's second most impressive win on the season. First. Well, well, it's their only true road win. If you lose these quad, quad one, one games, do you drop much? Or not you, you kind of stay usually. in the same spot. That's the bad losses, and so that's what's killed Nebraska so many times over the years is they've lost those bye games. Well, they won all those and did so relatively convincingly, so that helped. 
And then, you know, they got the Kansas State game. They got the Purdue game. Michigan State is turning out to be a really big win. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a quad one as Northwestern's well. Northwestern's a good win. Yeah, Northwestern, they're teetering in that quad one conversation. So, you know, they, they're right now at 78 in the net as of Tuesday. And Indiana's a good win. And so for, for that to be a quad one, they, have to be, they need to be top 30. But right now it's a solid quad two. Maryland. Does a lot? How bad does a loss if if they lose? How 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 bad would that? Yeah, hurt? I mean, it's a quad one win. They're just inside the top one hundred, so it wouldn't even be a quad one. It'd be a quad two road win. A quad win. two. So, you know, they don't hit you as much for losing road games again. Okay. So, like, that's kind of where it goes back to the conversation of all those missed opportunities. You're more frustrated in what they could have done to your resume as opposed to what they did. I got you to your resume. If that makes any sense, it like does. Nebraska hasn't been overly punished for losing those games, even the Minnesota game. Like, I mean, it's not helping, but it's not like it's crippling their postseason hopes. And so Maryland's going to fall in that category as well, where it's not going to be good, but it's not going to be a season-defining loss by any stretch. All right. Well, plenty to follow with Nebraska basketball. Nobody does it better than the dean of the Nebraska basketball beat Robin Walsh. There's only one dean here. (laughs) I'm the dean, but you're the dean of the beat. There you go. The dean. Only one dean. Only you're one. The that old, whole you're the dean old. thing with Rob is weird because he, he, he still seems so young. Oh, he's the old man. He's the guy. You don't look yeah. old. He's the get off my lawn guy of the beat writers now. He's the old guy. Oh yeah, there. yeah. I, have, I'm, I, I make sure things are done the right way. <laughs> Very stern. Yeah, yeah. I'm always cautious. You talk about how it was in the '90s and the 2000s. Boy, you kids ain't seen nothing. I was here in the 2000s. What were you six? <laughs> <laughs> Good God. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this one well, up. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, make sure you go to HuskerLine.com. Lots of great coverage uh, throughout the weekend. And try the promo deal. Uh, two months for $1. Promo code NU1. For Abby Barmore, Steve Sipple, Robin Washette, I'm Sean Callahan uh, signing off here for another edition of Husker Online. Thanks again for joining us this week on Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics.